Wait two more days and it will be a new year. Do you have your calendar ready? Until then, it's Wednesday, December 30th, 2020, and this is the appropriate version of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newsletter, Newscast, and Report. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, for another holiday schedule edition of what's happening and what's coming up. In today's show, the Jefferson Madison Regional Library Board of Trustees wraps up the year. The sister of a slain Richmond man runs for Virginia governor, and a sinkhole opens up on US-29. Today's show comes with support from the Piedmont Environmental Council, who will celebrate their 50th year in 2022, which is soon to be only next year. Check out PEC's website at pecva.org or their Facebook page to learn more about what they do and why. Tell them you learned about them from this program. There are another 4,088 new cases of COVID-19 reported by the Virginia Department of Health today. The statewide seven-day average for positive tests is now at 12.7%. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 77 cases reported today. That's 25 from Albemarle, 17 from Charlottesville, 13 from Louisa, 12 from Pluvanna, 6 from Green, and 4 from Nelson. The sister of a man killed by Richmond police in May of 2018 has announced a bid for Virginia governor. Hello, Virginians. My name is Princess Blandon, and today I am grateful to announce my candidacy for governor of Virginia as the nominee of the newly formed Liberation Party. Blanding made her comments in a video posted to her Facebook page yesterday. Her brother, Marcus David Peters, was shot by police in the evening of May 14, 2018, on I-95, after a taser blast did not subdue him. Richmond's Commonwealth attorney issued a 10-page report in November which cleared the officers. Blanding is running to push for further reform. Since the murder of my brother, Marcus David Peters, I stood alongside community members and fellow organizers as we fought tirelessly together for changes that will put community care and safety first for all Virginians. Blanding joins a race with several Democrats and Republicans who have already announced. On the Democrat side, that includes former delegate Jennifer Carroll Foy and Senator Jennifer McClellan, as well as former Governor Terry McAuliffe. On the Republican side, Delegate Kirk Cox and Senator Amanda Chase have announced their candidacies. A sinkhole opened up Monday in the median on US-29 north of Airport Road, and crews with the Virginia Department of Transportation temporarily closed the left lanes of both northbound and southbound traffic to address the issue. They used large stones known as riprap to repair damage caused. This is an issue that VDOT also dealt with in the same general area back in 2007, when a leaking drain pipe undermined the integrity of the earth underneath the roadway. A familiar face returned to the Board of Trustees of the Jefferson Madison Regional Library on Monday. Tony Townsend of Albemarle County was introduced by Board President Marsha McDuffie of Nelson County. Tony was on the Board of Trustees from 2003 to 2011 and served as president for two years. Uh, after that, he was on the uh, Friends of the Library Board as well and served as president there. McDuffie also pointed out that Townsend is the administrator of a website called the Patrick O'Brien Compendium, which tracks the work and life of the author of the Master and Commander series. As 2020 winds down, JMRL director David Plunkett gave an update on the system's transition to its Tier 3 level of service, which allows for in-person browsing by appointment only. 
The library briefly closed under Tier 5 in mid-March before gradually restoring service. But JMRL has offered more than just books. Since July 1, since the beginning of the new fiscal year, JMRL has put on 295 virtual programs that have been attended by 5,333 people. Circulation for JMRL materials since July 1 through the end of November, that's kind of the last report we had, uh, 424,677 items. Plunkett said 43% of circulation has been that of digital materials. The system has also helped to provide internet service to those who don't have it at home. Since the pandemic began, a little over 42,000 people have signed on to use JMRL Wi-Fi. 42,000 people. Slowly, people are beginning to return to in-person service by appointment. Since September and through the 23rd of this month, Central Library has had 66 appointments made. Uh, Gordon Avenue has had 39 appointments made. Northside has had 175 appointments made. Crozet, 744. Scottsville, 38. Nelson, 790. Louisa, 464. And Green, 590. So if you think about those as being in groups of either one, three, or five at a time in order to, to keep uh, distances safe, um, it's really been a lot of work for, for staff to get there. Plunkett also talked about the financial aspects of COVID for the library. They've spent about $50,000 this quarter on PPE and other supplies. There are also no fines at the moment, and fines help pay for new equipment. No revenue effectively is coming into the equipment fund right now. JMRL has not bought any of the equipment that uh, made it into this year's budget, except for COVID-related expenses, basically, in the first six months of this fiscal year. Plunkett and trustees have been meeting with localities about the next fiscal year budget. He described the meeting with Charlottesville officials as honest. Charlottesville, as you might have seen in the news, is, is, is having... Uh, some issues with the meals and lodging tax. Nobody expected this pandemic to go so long. So uh, the revenue that has come in is below what they were projecting for this current fiscal year. So their um, meeting ends the best that they can right now. And as they think about next year, they're really looking for flat funding from most of their departments and agency partners. Calendar 2021 is the centennial of public library service in Charlottesville. Plunkett said JMRL will work with the Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society on an exhibit. We're also working with filmmaker Lorenzo Dickerson on a short film about the history of library service in the region here tentatively called Free and Open. Uh, We hope to explore the growth of the institution locally and to confront and discuss the history of the segregationist past of the institution. Plunkett and Dickerson will discuss this project on January 27th at a panel held by the Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society. And that's it for the penultimate edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Report, newscast, whatever you want to call it, for December 30th, 2020. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and we'll be back tomorrow with another installment. I would like to thank all of those of you who are paying for the program one way or another, either through Substack or through Patreon. If you cannot pay at this time, that's perfectly fine. This is a free service I'm providing. Um, But do know that, uh, you know, I need to pay for things like uh, the plumbing problems that happened today. But I also want you to please look out for each other, stay safe, and please take this pandemic seriously. We'll be back tomorrow with the last installment of the year. Stay safe. 